The journey of faith is often filled with obstacles, trials, and struggles. And quite honestly, sometimes it just feels like we're roaming in the wilderness in this culture, in this society. We might be asking, is the Bible relevant to what is going on in our world today? On this podcast, we'll discuss the relevance of the Bible to today's current events and society. Let's welcome in Voice in the Modern Wilderness host, Greg Walden. Thank you, Pastor Jeremiah. I wish to welcome all of you to the Voice in the Modern Wilderness podcast, where our goal is to reach the lost for Christ and to spark a national revival in our land. In this episode, we are going to address a topic that I just learned about on Facebook about two prominent Christians in our media, one whom renounced Christianity and one who stated that he is losing his faith. A pastor of a megachurch, Joshua Harris, in an article published by Sean Hare on July 29, 2019, has renounced his Christian faith, announced he is divorcing his wife of 21 years, and apologized to the LGBTQABCDEFG community for past words and actions. Here is Mr. Harris's Instagram post. Quote, My heart is full of gratitude. I wish you could see all the messages people sent me after the announcement of my divorce. They are expressions of love, though they are saddened or even strongly disapprove of the decision. I am learning that no group has the market cornered on grace. This week, I have received grace from Christians, atheists, evangelicals, ex-evangelicals, straight people, LGBTQ people, and everyone in between. Of course, there have also been strong words of rebuke from religious people. While not always pleasant, I know they are seeking to love me. There have also been spiteful, hateful comments that angered and hurt me. The information that was left out of our announcement is that I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. Many people tell me that there is a different way to practice faith, and I want to remain open to this, but I'm not there now. Martin Luther said that the entire life of believers should be repentance. There's beauty in that sentiment regardless of your view of God. I have lived in repentance for the past several years, repenting of my self-righteousness, my fear-based approach to life, the teaching of my books, my views of women in the church, and my approach to parenting, to name a few. But I specifically want to add to this list now, to the LGBTQ community, I want to say that I am sorry for the views that I taught in my books and as a pastor regarding sexuality. I regret standing against marriage equality for not affirming you and your place in the church and for any ways that my writing and speaking contributed to a culture of exclusion and bigotry. I hope you can forgive me. To my Christian friends, I am grateful for your prayers. Don't take it personally if I don't immediately return calls. I can't join in your mourning. I don't view this moment negatively. I feel very much alive and awake and surprisingly hopeful. I believe with my sister Julian that all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. Unquote. 
On August 12, 2019, ChristianPost.com had an article about Marty Sampson, a music writer known for his work with Hillsong Worship, Hillsong United, Delirious, and Young and Free, revealing he is losing his faith. Quote, Marty Sampson, a prolific worship music writer known for his work with Hillsong Worship, Hillsong United, Delirious, and Young and Free, revealed he is losing his faith and believes Christianity is, quote, just another religion, unquote. Time for some real talk, the Australian writer wrote in a since-deleted post on Instagram. I'm genuinely losing my faith, and it doesn't bother me. Like, what bothers me now is nothing. I am so happy now, so at peace with the world. It's crazy. This is a soapbox moment, so here I go. How many preachers fall? Many, he continued. No one talks about it. How many miracles happen? Not many. No one talks about it. Why is the Bible full of contradictions? No one talks about it. How can God be love, yet send four billion people to a place, all because they don't believe? No one talks about it. Christians can be the most judgmental people on the planet. They can also be some of the most beautiful and loving people, but it's not for me. The All I Need Is You writer said, He's not in anymore and desires genuine truth. Not the I just believe it kind of truth, he wrote. Science keeps piercing the truth of every religion. Lots of things help people change their lives, not just one version of God. Got so much more to say, but for me, i keeping it real. Unfollow if you want. I've never been about living my life for others. Christianity just seems to me like another religion at this point, Samson said. I could go on, but I won't, he wrote. Love and forgive, absolutely. Be kind, absolutely. Be generous and do good to others, absolutely. Some things are good no matter what you believe. Let the rain fall. The sun will come up tomorrow. Samson's announcement, accompanied by a picture of Samson pulling down the temple pillars, as described in the Bible, sparked an outpouring of responses on social media. Popular Christian author Drew Dick said he was saddened to learn of Samson's abandonment of Christianity. John Mason, founder of the God First, Life Second movement, said Samson's falling away demonstrates that our minds are directly related to our spiritual position. When sound biblical theology is neglected for an American spiritualized cultural friendly replacement, exposure to that theology will naturally turn away a mind, heart, and soul that has never submitted to that eternal truth. In other words, the falling away is the right response, he tweeted. The good news is, by God's grace, he and others still have an opportunity to believe in Christ through the truth of the gospel, be disciplined and trust fully in God's word with the help of the Spirit. We should pray that someone will talk alongside them and show them the truth. Answers in Genesis founder Ken Ham said Samson's rejection of his former beliefs reinforces the need for parents to instruct their children in doctrinal truths at an early age. This sad situation about this person is a reminder the church and parents need to teach apologetics to counter today's attacks on God's word, he tweeted. Samson's post comes just weeks after famed Christian author Joshua Harris 
announced that he no longer considers himself a Christian. I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. Harris, former pastor and author of I Kissed Dating Goodbye, announced on Instagram on July 26, By all measurements that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. Harris's announcement sparked a debate within the evangelical Christian community regarding the doctrine of salvation, with some arguing he was never truly a Christian. There may be even some who sin by repudiating Christianity, but if they ever were genuinely Christian, they will return by repentance at some point, and that is a gospel promise. R. Albert Moeller, Jr., president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, said, If persons do continue in their repudiation of Christianity, then we have to remember the text, 1 John 2:19, where we are told that they went out from us because they were not of us, which is to say, they never were truly Christians. They were pretend believers. Unquote. Does this shock anyone? Do you doubt the validity of the Bible because two prominent individuals in the Christian media decided to renounce Christianity or stating they are losing their faith? What does the Bible say about this? The biggest question one may ask is, are these people still Christian if they renounce Christianity or state they are having doubts about God, i.e. losing their faith? Let's talk about the loss of faith subject, and we will then go into the subject of salvation and the question of if these two people can be Christians with their statements. What is faith? Webster's Dictionary defines it as, quote, devotion to duty or a person, loyalty, the quality of keeping one's promises, belief and trust in and loyalty to God, belief in the doctrines of a religion, firm belief even in the absence of proof, complete confidence. In other words, to be convinced of the truth of the subject of your faith. In the case of Christianity, faith is being convinced that God's word is complete truth. To say you are losing your faith in Christianity is to state you are not 100% confident in the truth of God's word. It is the same thing as doubt. You can interchange doubt and losing faith. The Bible is full of stories of people doubting. And yes, even Jesus' disciples had periods of doubting. Thomas, one of Jesus' disciples, was well known for this. This was the source of the common phrase we hear today, doubting Thomas. John 20, verses 24 through 29, tells the story of doubting Thomas. Quote, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop 
doubting, and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Unquote. Doubting is practical atheism. In my opinion, it is one of the greatest sins a person can commit because it pretty much is a slap to God's character. By doubting, you are saying God's word is not true, in fact stating he's a liar, and expressing a lack of belief. Now, I do not know a Christian who has not doubted here and there, especially when we face a tremendous giant in our life such as cancer, death, financial hardship, etc., or God gives us a task to do that seems too much that we think we can handle. Moses struggled with doubt when God told him to go to Pharaoh in Egypt. He doubted he was the one to do what God told him to do. Doubt is a sin, of course. So, is losing your faith the same as doubt? I would say not all doubt leads to losing your faith, but losing your faith always starts out with doubt. Like I said before, we all have doubts from time to time, but true believers will not abandon their faith because faith is being convinced God's word is truth. Now we will talk about a harder and tougher subject, and that is if a person renounces their faith in Christ or states they are losing their faith, are they still a Christian? We might as well talk about if a Christian can lose their salvation because this is the same topic. There are two camps of belief on this subject. One camp says a Christian can lose their salvation, and the other camp says a Christian cannot lose their salvation. Believing either camp is not a core Christian belief, so Christians can disagree on this subject. There have been several interpretations of Scripture that both camps have made to decide their opinion on this subject. To be fair and open, let's dive into both camps with Bible verses that are commonly interpreted by them to support their interpretations. Camp 1. A Christian can lose their salvation. Matthew 6, verse 15, quote, But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins, unquote. Matthew 10, verse 32, quote, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven, unquote. Luke 12, verse 46, quote, The master of that servant will come home on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers, unquote. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 2, quote, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. Unquote. Colossians 1, verses 22-23 Quote, But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Unquote. 
Hebrews 3, verses 12 through 14, quote, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Unquote. Revelation 3, verses 4 through 5, quote, Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me, dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out that name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Unquote. Revelation 2, verse 10, quote, Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for ten days. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Unquote. Revelation 2, verse 26, quote, To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. Unquote. John 15, verse 6, quote, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Unquote. Camp 2. A Christian cannot lose their salvation. John 6, verses 35 through 40, quote, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at that last day. Unquote. 1 John 5 verse 13, quote, Write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Unquote. John 1, verses 12 through 13, quote, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God, unquote. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Unquote. John 3, verse 18, quote, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Unquote. John 3, verse 36, quote, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them, unquote. John 10, verses 22 through 30, quote, 
At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple courts in Solomon's colonnade. So the Jews gathered around him and demanded, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. I already told you, Jesus replied, but you did not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify on my behalf. But because you are not my sheep, you refuse to believe. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Unquote. Ephesians 1, verses 13 through 14. Quote, and in him, having heard and believed the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the pledge of our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Unquote. 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 5. Quote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, reserved in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power for the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Unquote. These are just some of the verses that people on both camps reference to support their answers of if a Christian can lose their salvation or not. I personally believe in eternal security and that a person that has received salvation cannot lose it based on the following principles. 1. When does a person receive eternal life? The answer is clearly at the moment you get saved. To believe you can lose your salvation would mean your eternal life is not really solidified until your death and entry into heaven, and would your eternal life be eternal if you could lose it after receiving it? 2. The fact that when you are saved, you become a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 states, quote, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here, unquote. When you are saved, your old sinful man dies. If you could lose your salvation, that would mean the old has not gone and you are not a new creation. 3. What about Christians who walk away from God, who may have at one time been preachers, evangelists, and may have even performed miracles, and yet, we think that when they go back to the world, that they have lost their salvation because they willingly walked away from the faith. Jesus sheds a lot of light about this. Matthew 7, verses 22 through 23 states, quote, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, 
I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Unquote. Notice the phrase, I never knew you. This means that they were never saved. Yes, they performed miracles and drove out demons, things you would associate with people who are saved. And the fact the miracles were performed and demons driven out was done based on the power of the name of Jesus, as the name of Jesus is that powerful that on that merit alone did those miracles happen. The actual people that performed them were never saved, hence why Jesus told them he never knew them. This phrase could not be made to a person who was saved and then lost their salvation, as Jesus would have to have known them before they fell. In those cases, the person would never have been saved in the first place. Jesus warns us that there are false Christians among us. Matthew 24, verse 24, quote, For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect, unquote. So people that come along and have great things going on does not necessarily equal being saved. Four, when you are saved, God applies Christ's righteousness on you, not your own. It isn't our righteousness that qualifies us to be saved, nor is our righteousness enough to stay saved. It is only the blood of Christ that washes away all our sins. Christ's righteousness applied to us is the only righteousness that is perfect enough for God's acceptance. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, quote, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, unquote. 5. Jesus has prayed for everyone who gets saved to keep them. This is stated in John 17, verses 20 through 26, quote, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Unquote. If a person can lose their salvation, that would mean God could not fully answer Jesus' prayer. When a person gets saved, they are united with Christ, bonded with Christ. Can Christ be unbonded, ununited? Now a common argument someone would say is that if a person cannot lose their salvation, then why not just go on sinning 
and living like sin since you don't have to worry about hell. In other words, you see eternal security as a license to sin. Actually, a saved person is a new creation like stated above. Part of becoming a new creation is a person's attitude towards sin. A saved person has turned away from the desire to live a sinful life as they were before their salvation, and their desire is now to please God. It doesn't mean that saved people do not sin, but rather their desire is to please God and live by the Spirit who gives them power to overcome the sin that so easily besets us all. If someone sees salvation as a license to sin, they do not understand or comprehend what salvation is, and if that is their desire in their life, I would say they have not experienced salvation at all. So going way back to the start of this episode, with the megachurch pastor renouncing Christianity and the other person stating they were losing their faith, the answer to if they are saved or not really is not for us to determine as we are not God. Only God is the judge of this issue. Again, this megachurch pastor could have just played the role for a long time and got many followers, since he was a megachurch pastor, obviously he had many followers. And then when the whim of the world changed, he went along with the show and decided the world is where he would go because the world is where he never left. Or he could have gotten deceived and God will deal with him as a child. The Bible says God chastises his own. Hebrews 12, verses 6 through 11, quote, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Unquote. Here is an interesting excerpt from 1 Corinthians 5, verses 1 through 5. Quote, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? For my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus on the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit, the power of our Lord Jesus is present. Hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Unquote. While these verses were about a man who was committing incest, we can gather that even though 
this man was handed over to Satan for physical discipline, his soul was still secure and saved. What we can gather from this is that we can lose our fellowship with God by dropping into sin, but not our salvation. These verses indicated that the man was thrown out of fellowship because of his sin, but remained saved as far as his eternal soul. Mind you, this is for those that are truly saved. The Bible says there will be a falling away, meaning apostasy, in the last days. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3 states, quote, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Unquote. Matthew 24 verses 10 through 12, quote, And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Unquote. We will not see the end of people in prominent Christian organizations coming out and saying they are no longer Christians and either leaving whatever ministry they are involved in or merge them into a worldly and ungodly entity. We are seeing denominations for the past decades start abandoning biblical teachings by condoning openly sinful behavior such as homosexuality in the pulpit. This all stems from the core issue. They want to please man more than they want to please God. They fear man, but do not fear God. That is the core of the issue, regardless of what reasons they give on interviews. I am learning that no group has the market cornered on grace, says Mr. Harris, the individual who denounced Christianity. I am genuinely losing my faith, and it doesn't bother me. Like, what bothers me now is nothing. I am so happy now, so at peace with the world. It's crazy, says Marty Harris, the individual who stated he is losing his faith. Both quotes are rooted in what the world says, not what God says. World-centered. 1 John 2, verses 15, quote, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Unquote. In summary, this has been a complicated discussion, and what we can take from this is we have to know God's Word as it is the only concrete truth we have. When we do not root ourselves in God's Word, it is easy to be led astray by the world. As these two individuals have been led astray or never have left the world to begin with, only God knows which is the case. The only thing I would say is to pray for everyone, saved and unsaved, to remain in Christ or find Christ and stay the course, finish the race. The world is full of pitfalls that any one of us can fall into if we are not rooted in God. We are living in the last days and the pace at which the devil is going around stealing, killing, and destroying seems to be going on at a higher rate. And I believe that the modern American society and culture we have today is going to separate the posers from the true believers. Right now, it isn't cool to be part of a church or preach Jesus. With all the LGBTQFYLTES and other sinful lifestyles being praised, being part of a faith that teaches that his sin is not cool. Just like Peter after Jesus got arrested, 
denying him three times, how many of us deny Christ because we are scared we will get the, quote, treatment, unquote, by those who are not saved? Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice in the Modern Wilderness. The goal of this podcast is to reach the lost for Jesus Christ and spark a national revival in our nation. I pray that the message of these podcasts reaches your heart, and if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can be saved today, right now. Jesus Christ stands at the door of your heart and asks you to open the door to Him. He desires to save you today and right now. You don't have to do 100 Hail Marys or worry that your life is too dirty for Him to welcome you. You come as you are, dirty and wretched, just like all of us who are saved came to Him at one point in our lives. All it takes is for you to surrender your life to Him right now. Jesus will do the cleaning. All you need to do is come to Him in humility and repentance for your sins and ask Him to forgive you of your sins right now and He will forgive you of all your sins. He will start a new work in you. He will make you a new creation and your life will never be the same again. He offers you freedom you have never experienced and joy that you cannot explain. If God's Spirit is convicting you now that the message of the Gospel is true, do not ignore it. Open your heart to Jesus now and allow Him to do a new work in you and set you free from sin, death, and hell. If you want to get saved today, please pray along with me right now. Father God, I am convinced the message of the Gospel is true and I believe that your only Son, Jesus Christ, came down to earth through the virgin birth, lived a sinless life, and went to the cross of Calvary to lay down his life for my sins, and rose again on the third day as evidence of him being the King of kings and Lord of lords, and because he rose again through him, so shall I rise again. Because he conquered the grave, so shall I conquer the grave. I believe Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father and is preparing a place for me in heaven, and I want to repent of my sins right now. I turn away from this sinful lifestyle I have been living and ask you to forgive my sins, and I make you Lord of my life right now. I will read your word and do what you say in your word from this point forward. I surrender my will to your will, Lord Jesus, and one day you are coming again for all those who have believed and put their trust in you so that we may be where you are. I come to you in faith believing and thank you for sacrificing yourself for my sins and receive salvation that you have paid for and offer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me now and making me a new creation. I thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and I wish to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit so that I may overcome sin as you have overcome the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have believed and prayed that prayer in faith believing, I wish to rejoice with you and be assured that your life will never be the same again. The Bible says that the angels rejoice in heaven when one lost soul comes to salvation in Christ. And right now there is a party going on in heaven just because you have come home to Jesus. You have escaped the judgment of hell 
that would have fallen on you had you not received this wonderful salvation. I also encourage you to find a local Bible-believing church and talk to the pastor, the deacons, the elders of the church to let them know, hey, I just got saved and give me direction where I should go, help you find a ministry, and fulfill the Great Commission to reach all the lost for Jesus Christ in the world. I wish to thank all of you for listening to my podcast and encourage you to let others know of my podcast series. I am praying that this podcast series will grow and reach more people and would appreciate your help in accomplishing this. I wish all of you God bless and look forward to bringing you more content, so please stay tuned for more podcasts from Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.